or did, did my other one download? No. Both of our other ones are still uploading. Okay. Hello, boys and girls. Sorry for that technical difficulty. Apparently, my cache was full. Who knew you had to clear browsing data when you do these things? That is the dumbest thing I think I've ever come across in my life. Like, it's not like I'm storing this shit, you know? Right? It's it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. I'm hoping it lets me merge these two files together. Weird. 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 What? You should be able to in the back end somehow. It, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Anything that, that. If not, we just have part one and part two. That's cool. You know? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So in, in uh, part one, we left off with uh, Mike was going downhill. So we could have left you with an uplifting story about how. Right. I never went downhill, (laughs) but that wouldn't be true. So I think the last thing that I was talking about before you probably had some horrible, uh, awkward silence because Chris was talking to me. And for those of you who listened to last week's podcast, just for the record, the last three minutes of the podcast, I'm quite aware that Chris is talking to himself and I'm not quite sure what happened to my track. I could not find it to save my life. So there's three minutes of you talking, and really? obviously I'm talking to you. And luckily you were telling a story, so it all turned out just fine. But, yeah, I'm not there for the last three minutes, and I don't know why. There's just ghosts in the machine, you know? We are 2,000 Speaking miles of ghosts, apart. man. It's my house, dude, because Little Man has this, this little remote control car that has really soft wheels so you can play within the house and it won't it won't damage shit right it bounces off walls and stuff so we're going we're getting ready to take him to school yesterday and i I had it on the end table on the couch and i remember this because it was the remote was still on i had flipped the car over and turned it off but the remote button was still lit up green so i pressed it grabbed him out the door right Take him to school. Go to work out. Come home after work out. Dogs, dogs cowering in the corner like, oh, shit, I did something wrong, which, you know. So I'm, I immediately look at that table because little man, little man, you know, was kind of chasing Dozier the dog a little bit with the remote control car because he's four. And, you know, it's <laughs> funny. Um, <coughs> so I automatically assume that Dozer, because Dozer's smarter than, than, than people, um, think he is um he's a lab right no he's a box wireler with a little bit of a lab okay yeah um i hate when people text me i mean i don't hate when people text me but when i'm in a train of thought so I started looking for the remote because I figured he ate it. So I moved his, his bed. He didn't, you know, because he'll eat shit. He'll, like, eat tires off little man's monster trucks. Like, he'll go into the box and grab one to chew the tire. Little fucker. <clears throat> I can't find the remote. Like, I shit you not. He wouldn't, he didn't, we don't have a dog door. So he didn't leave the house. It It is absolutely nowhere. It's just disappeared. Now, to back it up. Nikki has these bras that are, they're nude. So it's like, you know, the nude color, uh, right? And so she can't find like three or four of those. And she started telling me this a couple weeks ago as she's going through different things in different rooms. I'm like, what are you doing? 
so it kind of falls in line with the weirdness of, okay, there's, there's just, we got a ghost or something because what the fuck like that. And kid you not, it's nowhere. It is absolutely nowhere. I looked everywhere that we were that morning and all the spaces that we went. Cause you know, um, nothing. He didn't take it in the truck. It's not at his house. It's the weirdest fucking thing, man. So, you know, I got the sage out today and I saged the house after the cleaners <laughs> left because, you know, it's time to sage the house, man. When, when a fucking remote like this big disappears, there's fucking something going on, man. So oh, we had this I, sage we got from California a long time ago. We were supposed to sage the house. So I finally did it. I got some good. I got some people that'll tell you some good ghost stories if I can come get them to come on the podcast and actually tell the story. So I'll have to talk to them and see if that's something that they're willing to do. Right on. I have never. That would be great. I love talking about that kind of shit. I have experienced it from the peripherals. People that. Well, I'll leave it at people I've known. So that doesn't narrow it down very much. People I've known have experienced it heavily. So here, and these people have no reason to lie. So, you know, it's not attention they're seeking and they don't really tell anyone except the people right. that either were there and experienced it with them or, you know, people that they trust a lot. So I don't know if it's something that they want to put on a podcast. Yeah. But. So, so. No, dude, absolutely, because here's a real quick story, okay? Skyler was little, old enough to talk. She was, I would hear her talking in her room at night. I'd go in her room. She was standing up. Sit you not standing up in the in, facing the corner and talking, but she wasn't in the corner. She was, she was, that was, that's, I bet you that's my microphone stand right there. See the Amazon guy? Live. I do see him in the background um, there. Yeah, yeah. So I went to her room and. And, op- and she, we didn't shut the door, but it was, you know, it was, it was a crack. It was open, you know, a jar. So I pushed it all the way open and, and shit you not. She's standing facing the corner, having a conversation. So I'm like, Skylar, you know, nothing. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and so I go over there, I pick her up, you know, put her back in bed, tuck her in, you know, I'm like, who are you talking to? Old lady. What? Old lady. Like, okay. And so she had these little nuances throughout her youth where she was at Applebee's one day with Nikki. Um, I'm sorry, not was it with Nikki? Yeah. We, Nikki brought her to work because we were going out. So one of her friends was going to have, she's going to go home with her friend and she was going to watch her pick her up afterwards. So I forget who the friend was, but she's sitting at the high top table with, with Skylar and this friend. Nikki's not there now, whatever. Um, the phone rings in Applebee's, okay? Like it, you know, a hundred times an hour, you know, exaggerating, but right. The phone rings. Skylar looks at the friend and says, I bet that's my mom. And bartender picked up Applebee's and then Nikki or no, not Nikki is whoever was, maybe it was Jen. Jen, Nikki's on the phone. Shit like that. She would just, she's always had that innate little ability to fucking see, you know, the shining, right? The movie, the shining, the shining. She has that. When she was younger, I think she still has it to a certain extent. Um, little man, we think, had it when he was <clears throat> like nine months to one and a half because he would just randomly look up at the sky and, you know, and just stoically. 
<laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing, man? We wouldn't say, but you know, and then he would, he would just some sometimes yeah. he would just babble, you know. So that's like, what the fuck is that, man? You know? Well, kids are so. so I love that susceptible. stuff because it, it's legit. They're open. Yeah, they're because innocent. they're open. Their minds. Nobody told them that they can't yet. see that. Right. There's nothing. Right. Right. Nothing's nothing's clouded their brains at this point. They're just all they see is what they see and absorb and learn. There's nothing. There's nothing to fuck with. What's their openness? You know, they're. That's the that's the it's the coolest thing, man. But yeah, so she had, there's quite a few stuff stories that I could drop about her gift that just you know mind boggling. And and we followed up with the neighbor. Right, because we were the second owners of that house, and the guy across the street lived there since since um, the previous owners moved. So he's like original owner. And sh- shit you not, he said the lady died in the house. Um, that was her craft room where the kids' room is, or sewing room, whatever. Um, and she was a fat old lady. And I'm like, there you go. Because this guy was like, just an old lady. Just an old lady. So oh, talk to awesome. a ghost in the corner. Yeah, so that's why I saged the house today because I'm like, motherfucker, you know, a remote, it's gone. No idea where. <sighs> so now I'm at 48%, so that's good, right? I'm blowing, I'm uploading without an issue now. Yeah, I think you and I both Did have you want to, is there more that you want to? Okay. Do we want to continue down your path, or did we lose that that mo- mo- that moment to bring it up another day? Yeah, we can bring it up another day. I'll uh, I'll start from that point. Okay, I'll start from that point another day. Okay, well, because now because because now when you watch these back, you'll know where you ended the story. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I guess at I guess at this point yeah, we probably so. should give yeah. a shout out to all the people that are listening on a regular basis, uh, do us a favor and uh, spread the yes. word because, you know, we don't like to be a secret. Well, I like to be a secret. Chris doesn't like to be a secret. He's a he's a very open guy, and he'll tell you whatever you want to know. I'm getting better about uh, pretending that the rest of the world is not listening and bearing my soul, so that's more of what I tried to do today. I'll get better about it. And I'll get more fluid with my stories. There's some really, uh, I put myself in some very precarious situations that uh, I was reminded today. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today that I lived a very interesting life. And because I don't feel that the first part of my life was all that interesting, you know, it was fairly normal. And what I'm living now is fairly normal. I tend to forget that. I went fucking crazy for about 20 years. So I did live a very interesting life and I put myself in some situations that uh, people find very fascinating. So we'll cover that subject matter on another podcast, but I do want to give a shout out to all those people who are diligently listening every week. And Chris has gotten some good positive feedback and, uh, Every week I get positive feedback from the people that I either know personally or that contact me on Facebook privately or through the Facebook page. We appreciate you all. And there's no reason to do this if nobody's listening to him and I could just talk on the phone. 
and we'd have the same conversation. So we truly appreciate you guys out there. Just uh, do whatever you can to help us out getting the getting the word out as far as sharing. That's why I keep putting the word share in uh, capital letters. <laughs> so. Yes, share, share, share. Yes, that's the only way Sorry, we can I get was, the word out. I ghosted out. you for a second there because I had a, I had a I, yeah, yeah, you know, you, or, you know, you, enticement, enticing. So you, go ahead. I was going to say you ghosted me and I go left ahead, you hanging ahead. at ahead, the most ahead. inopportune moment. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, dude, it's okay, you know. It's 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 not uh, it's not the end of the world, man. Let's see if that. No, nah, it makes that, me chuckle because you know Amazon sends a picture. Yep, yep. Amazon. That's the mic stand. So, boys and girls, I have a mic stand. I ordered an old school mic stand that I'm gonna raise my Mac on my desk elevator for next episode and be sporting the, the normal thing. So, I did this. I did this thing. Um, before, well, yeah, yeah. We're, we don't have to do this yet, but I did this thing. I did the, we did the top ten. I'm sorry, the top eleven. Um, I grew up when I grew up. Like MTV, like was major influence, right? The first time I introduced Tom Petty was Refugee on MTV, right? I mean, Pat Benatar, um, you know, Cheap Trick, fucking Queen, The Rolling Stones. I think my first real introduction to The Rolling Stones was on MTV. Um, the first concert video I ever saw was Led Zeppelin. The song remains the same. Right. And then Correct. that opened me up like, oh, shit, all these bands have concert footages of, of, of concerts and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so there was so there was like heavily influenced. And that's kind of like like where you were talking earlier about how you didn't want to live a normal life. My, fucking dude, I didn't want to live a normal life either. Like I, I didn't want that nine to five thing. I didn't. That's why I, I started with wanting to be a writer. And then I went to, to acting and then I and that all kind of gravitated towards music because I, too. No way. I mean, that's probably why I'm in real estate because it's it's not nine to five. I just no. you know, so I never wanted to to be in that box. I I had the same aspirations you had, and I think it's we never talked about this shit back then. But that may have been just one of those things that, you know, we're we're both very old souls. I think, and that just that's just something I think that that we internally connected with. I been realizing it on a conscious level, um, because the stuff that you were talking about earlier on the first half of this show before the glitch in the matrix. I was relating to it hundred percent just like, uh, you know, just from the musical s s spotlight and the standpoint of that and where you wanted to be and what you didn't want to do when you, when you turned 18. I mean, I was out of my house two weeks after I graduated high school, man, I was fucking gone, you know, Me too. and then I started, then I went to, I didn't, I went to one semester in college. Right. And then, and it took a year off, fucked around and went back. Um, and that's, but that's when I got, I was like, Oh, I should go to theater, you know, cause I, I did the writing thing the first semester. So I'm like, I'm going to, you know, do this and do the journalism thing at the same time. And that's when everything just kind of presented itself. And the other thing that you referenced earlier was um, you can't look at this as, as though we're talking to a million people. We're just talking to each other. I think that's the biggest mis mis misconception people, people have when they're doing videos for whatever reason they're doing videos for marketing, sales, whatever. Um, and podcasts don't ever think of it as holy shit there's a million people watching this i've had stuff that that has been watched four times and i've had stuff that's been watched 162,000 times i don't care don't give right. a fuck i have two 
have that I had that gopher video, <laughs> the gopher adventure on on Instagram is like, you know, I don't know, last I looked, twenty four thousand views. Um and there's one of our, our first sour. I didn't realize sourdough was a fucking thing. I didn't realize it was a viral thing. I had no fucking idea. Oh, it's idea awesome. Because I don't play on TikTok really. Right. But I didn't know it was viral and shit. So Skylar, one of her friends gave her some starter. And she's like, you guys want some starter? We're like, okay. And that's kind of how it started. Then it was just a matter of trying to figure out if we knew how, how to, uh, if we could do this. So fourth attempt, we did it. But I, so it's. Apparently, it's all the rage, Mike. Apparently, people are making sourdough everywhere, um, you know, like crazy. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> but, but So, anyway, so that went so many different places, man. By the way, well, I pushed mowed my lawn today, and it's, it's 75 degrees, and it's sunny. <laughs> it's 72 here today. And I guess, Congratulations. I guess what I'll say about not worrying about who's listening is... I know that we are going to attract like-minded people and that whether there's the 326 Mm -hmm. people that are on Facebook and however many people are on YouTube and Instagram, however many followers we have, if it's 12 or if it's 12 million, I know that they're going to be 12 or 12 million of the same open-minded, like-minded, cool people that I always gravitate into my life. Because that's how I operate. The point that I was going to make earlier about right, feeling absolutely. guilty about not making that connection with everyone. I do feel guilty when yeah, someone wants to be in my space and I have no good reason to not want them mm-hmm. in that space other than there's something about their energy that throws me off. So anyone that knows me, I'll tell you a quick woo-woo yeah. story. I feel people's energy and I know when I know when it's good and I know when it's bad and I know when it's chaotic and the chaotic people confuse me the most Mm. because they set my fucking anxiety off. Like there's no tomorrow, you know, they're either too stupid Mm. or, and that's a bad way to put it. They're ignorant. You know, they haven't learned how to be socially acceptable. So I, I totally feel people's energy. And if you got good energy, I'm going to gravitate towards you. And if you got chaotic or bad energy, I'm going to need you to stay the fuck away from me. It's just, it's the way it has to be for me to maintain my sanity. Yeah. That's why the list of people I could do the podcast with was so short. (laughs) (laughs) Who else was on the list? Who was on the list besides me? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Right. Right. Right on. That's all. Awesome. That was it. It's me and you, buddy. Dude, I'm so I'm so glad I made the cut. I'm so glad I made the cut because I was worried, you know. Fuck. Okay, so I alluded to it earlier. Um, um concert concert videos because you know that's how I was introduced to them. Um, and so I asked I asked the Google to put them in the order of, um, all time, the top eleven rock and roll music video concerts of all time based on sales. So it's not okay. necessarily based on like, cause like, like worldwide lives, not on this list. Fucking love that. That was my first real scorpions. That was the first time. Yeah. But that was my first time. Like when I watched that, that's when I knew I wanted to be that. I wanted to, I didn't want, I don't necessarily think I wanted to be class mine, 
but I wanted that. I wanted, I wanted that for a life. Like I just, I, I like that. So I, so I think that's a lot why the, all the video stuff I do and then the good news, Arizona and, and the radio show that I did on iHeart, all that kind of stuff is just, it, it's not hard for me because it's, it's something that I chased for so long. And, and it was, it was everything I wanted to do. I did by the time I turned 30, as, as we know, in my song vision, it was related. The whole song vision was based on, I kept seeing myself dying when I turned 30 years old. Um, so I, I totally, I was here with you when, when you were talking about your, your desires and, you know, don't want to be in small town America doing the small town, you know, job and shit like that. Totally. Well, totally resonated, but I didn't want to talk over you and I didn't want to interrupt you. So let me put that in perspective for you. So if you think about every job that I had in the music business, I was a guitar player. I didn't sing. I was right. a sound man behind the scenes. I built right. two recording studios behind the scenes. I was a songwriter, guitar teacher, all behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you were the voice of the right. band. So you, you know, your whole life has been in the public spotlight in one shape, form or another as an actor as a front man, as a real estate agent, right. yeah. putting yourself out there on the internet long before anybody else did as far as promoting your business yeah. or yeah. doing the shows that you did. You had a radio show. You know, you put yourself out there yeah. and bared your soul. I think, I think you put it best as being vulnerable. You know, the one thing that I did is made myself vulnerable yeah. around you guys and the people that worked for the band and the people right. that were intimately involved with the band. I was vulnerable around those people and I've been vulnerable around my family to some extent, you know, I'm sure they're learning things listening to right. this because I, I am a very, I have been up to this point, a very private person, unless you know me on that level, but it was very important right. for me to get the message of recovery out there that there's hope that you can live, you know, people that, yeah, oh, know yeah. me, please. And we're gonna have to get that out there. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna have we're gonna have once Mike's internet is is up to up to today's code. <laughs> we're gonna have this dude that spent some time in prison, discovered um, his calling while in prison about helping um, people with recovery. So he's he's I know him through a family that I I adore and love deeply since the seventies. Um, it's, it's through them that I know him and, and I don't know him and know him. I just know who he is. We've in, I don't think we've ever really engaged in a conversation more than two or three minutes. So it'll be a cool, it'll be a cool thing to get to know him and he'll get to know us. I did send him the sober episode. So he gets an idea of what, what our show's like. Um, awesome. So it'll be fun. So he'll be on sometime in the future. It'll be, it'll be a good dude. So back to what I was saying, music, <laughs> So this is a, a, a top eleven list of 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 um, the top rock and roll concerts based purely on sales. Uh, it's subjective, right, because of the data. But here's a sure. list of highly acclaimed and commercially successful rock and roll music video concerts that have achieved significant sales. So that was the disclaimer. Number eleven, which this was a fucking badass when I first. This is I was introduced introduced to this band um, by this. 
which is uh, live at the Red Rocks, U2's Under a Blood Red Sky. That legit was the first time I, I was introduced to U2, and it was MTV concerts. They would have yep. those those concerts on, like, Saturday nights or something. Um, I saw the same concert. And that legit was how I, I, I found, yep, that's how I found U2. So um, there you go, man. We were watching it together, and we didn't even know it, man. <laughs> that's a true story. Rock and roll. The, the uh, yeah, yeah. So the next... I gotta send this little image real quick so this person knows we're styling. Um, live at Hyde Park, the Rolling Stones. I've never seen that. Have you seen that? I'd have to look it up. I might have. It doesn't ring a bell. I got to admit, yeah, I don't. That I'm a... I don't. I never saw it. I. I don't. Yeah. I have to admit I'm a newer Rolling Stones fan. Go ahead. Probably within the last 15 years, I really started to appreciate who they are as a band. It was their Live in Cuba, Live in right Havana. On. If you ever have the opportunity to watch Live in Havana, they were the first rock and roll band in Cuba ever, I believe. And I sat down to just watch a song or two. Oh, to play? Yeah. I was just going to watch like a song or two because it was on direct TV at the time. And I was captivated, dude. They sucked me right into their show. You know, I got a nice surround sound system. It's like 1600. Really? Miles, so it was pretty much like I was at the show, but oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. I got it. Whatever they did that night. I got it. I was like, okay, that's a force to be reckoned with right there. So yeah, do yourself a favor. I'll, I'll How look up you when you saw that. Oh, just recently, within the last five years. Maybe the last 10 years. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Look on the <clears> look <throat> on your phone there real quick. Um, and see what, or I'll, I'll look while you're reading them. Go ahead and read the next yeah, one. Up. Next one, which ironically is, is, yeah, next one is live in Texas, 75, the Rolling Stones. So for whatever reason, um, you know, they, they were there. Um, twice on this list. Uh, number eight is Live at the Rainbow, nineteen seventy four, which uh, is Queen. That would have been that would have been an amazing place to see Queen play the Rainbow at the Rainbow, right? At the Rainbow, dude! Holy shit, that's a little club in Hollywood yep. for everyone that's listening that's not intimately familiar I, with the I, Rainbow. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rainbow room now, I think they call it. But yeah. Um, and then did, we talked about this before in the show, uh, the Beatles and the instruments and stuff. So live at Shea Stadium number seven um, from the Beatles, because that was that obviously they showed that on TV, I think. I don't remember. But I remember we talked about that, how you couldn't hear shit if you were past the second row. Correct. You know, because they had no PA system. Um, number number six, which this this. Right, so number six is how I was introduced to this band as well, um, live uh, at Budokan. Cheap trick. Cheap trick. <laughs> yeah, those those Saturday, those Saturday those Saturday night concerts they did, man, were were fucking great. The other one that's not on here, which surprised me, is Journey. Journey was a, was a I don't well, it had to have been because they played it. So, um, but yeah, it's based on sales. That's right. So number number five. Is live at Pompeii from the mighty mighty Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. 
Pink Floyd. Um, number four is live at the Royal Albert Hall, which, by the way, Alterbridge played there three nights in a row, sold it out. Eric Clapton. So this this Alterbridge isn't on the list. I call I call bullshit. Very good, Eric Clapton, Mister Slowhand himself. I love uh, that the top three. What? Yeah, the, the top three. This will not surprise you, I don't think. Um, number three is live at Wembley Stadium from Queen. So okay, you know. Um. Number two, number two was my first introduction to this band as well, which you talked about earlier. The song remains the same, Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. Madison Square. And then number one, based on sales, which, right. And number one, based on sales, you, you, this resonates beyond belief because three chords of the truth. ACDC live at River Plate. Right? Do yourself a favor and crank that one up yep. real loud, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Live at River Plate. That concert is a spectacle. That's the only way to describe it. It's a fucking spectacle. Really? Oh, there's like 100,000 people there. So you soccer seen, stadium. Okay, so you've seen that one? About 50 times, yeah. It's that wow. impressive. That's Holy why shit. it's number okay. one. I, I, yeah. Okay. It's that impressive. Gotcha. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. So for wow. the people out there that are listening, if you're okay. unsure if you like ACDC or not, you go listen to that concert on YouTube, put your headphones on, whatever you have that sounds good, crank it up and watch the concert. And if you're done with that concert and you still don't like ACDC, I would like to talk to you as to why. I really want to pick your brain. <laughs> we'll do a whole podcast with you. I promise. All you got to do is send me an email. And say, Mike, I watched the whole two-hour concert, and I still don't understand why people like ACDC. Because I have to talk to you. It's a must. Necessity. Your head needs to be examined by me. And me alone. Because that concert makes you want to just jump up and down. It does. And that's what people do for the whole two hours. Every time they catch the beat, man, the whole crowd's just like, up and down. What? What? What what year was what year was the show that they recorded? Oh, fuck! I don't know. Twenty fourteen, maybe. Two thousand eight. It was in the two thousands. Okay, so not too bad. So the Rolling Stones' Havana Moon was two thousand sixteen. ACDC live at the River Plate is. 2011. Okay, so 12 years old. No, 13 years old now. Yeah. But the key for them is they had the original lineup back together. So Phil Rudd's playing drums, and obviously uh, Cliff Williams is playing bass, and Malcolm's still alive. Malcolm's dead now. Rest in peace, brother. And they were How on did fire. Did die again? Man. Just... He, I don't know. He had health problems. It was natural causes, I believe. I, you know, they weren't partiers. So that's the other thing for a lot of people to understand is, you know, ACDC got lumped into the satanic, uh, you know, trying to take over your children kind of people. They couldn't be any more of the nicest human beings to walk the face of the earth. And the reason I know this is because I've watched countless hours and read 
countless books and documentaries and whatever, and everyone says the same thing. ACDC's right. pre-game ritual before they go on stage is they have a cup of tea yeah. and maybe they have a cigarette. <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> tea and biscuits. With tea and biscuits. There, and but there's truth. There's, 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 right. But see, the, the, the approach, um, pregame, because we all know how I pregame with shows, I would just pace, right? I wouldn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't yes. amping myself up. I wasn't, back then, I wasn't doing vocal warm ups or anything. I was just, I just hang out, you know? And then I, you know, when you hit the stage, it's go time, you know, just go time. All there is to it, it's time. Put on the show, do your thing. Light to come on. So I think there's a lot to be said for your, 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 yeah, your, your prep, you know, it's because there's people that go like crazy ass balls to the walls. And then there's people that just do the opposite, you know, as I got, as I got further in life and singing, I would start doing vocal warm ups, which, you know, some musicians are like, you talk all day, your throat's warm, which I agree. But I still think, you know, you, it's, a, the, the, I always looked at the voice as a muscle especially after all the nonsense I dealt with. So it's, it's, you have to, you have to take care of your muscle like everything else, you know, or take care of your instrument, I should say, like everything else. So, so I will check out that ACDC one. That was a cool one. There's some other cool ones, man, that like the journey one I saw on, on MTV was good. Um, and they weren't huge yet. They were just journey, you know, what else did I fucking see? I'll tell you another one to watch God, that you... has become yeah, legendary yeah, yeah. is, Okay. Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble live at the El Macambo. El Macambo, I believe it's called. Okay. It's from about 1982 okay. or three. Okay. It'll blow you away, yeah. dude. It it sets Stevie Ray okay. apart from every every other guitar player in accuracy and tone. His tone on that is just really? amazing. Oh yeah. And unfortunately. Right and you'll know right away he's coked out of his mind. But he never oh, misses yeah, a well, note, you know. He was always Yeah, no, but he was there's yeah, so many so many musicians, man, go down that path of darkness, we'll call it. Yeah, the unfortunate part for him is he finally cleaned his life up and then he died in a helicopter crash. So how ironic you don't get on helicopters boys and girls yeah you don't Amen. you just don't get on helicopters if you're any at your any level of fame stay off the fucking helicopters i like i was never a kobe bryant fan at all but fucking kobe bryant had many years left oh. you know that yeah. fucking helicopter and it was it was and it was it was all the reports i saw on that was it, it was their fault because they should never have been flying so you know you don't know but you know that he was like, I got to get to this place, man. I don't care. I'm Kobe Bryant. Let's go. That's one of those things where his ego, I think, dictated that pilot to take off, and he shouldn't have. I think you're 100% correct. There's no reason that helicopter should have flown that way, you know? But he didn't want to drive. He hadn't driven anywhere in years because of the L.A. traffic, which I I get. I can be fucking frustrating, but you'd still be alive today, you know? And now you'll never know. You know, his, I mean, he's got what, you know, how many other kids that don't have their dad now, you know, so it sucks. And the end, and for his friends that she had in the helicopter too, that their parents and, you know, everybody lost, everybody lost in that. And Kobe Bryant's wife, they don't need money. 
she fucking sued the helicopter company. Well, you know why? Because he shouldn't have been flying. So right. That just sucks. So if you're famous or on the border on the border of becoming famous or not even so much famous, but just somebody somebody whose opinion is valued and respected, you need you need to stay off helicopters because, you know, nothing good can happen from a helicopter ride. Just no. saying. I'm going to heed your advice and stay off the helicopter. And if you're tw- right and and if you're somewhere in that same kind of echelon of persona and you're 26 and 11 months um as soon as you hit 27 clean up your act for a year because we had so many people die when they were 27 it's ridiculous. So just, you know, correct. If you're on that cusp and you're at that age, you know, and you're going to change the world, fucking slow it down, man, at least for a year. Just slow it down. Slow it down. Yes. Slow it down. Everything okay, in so moderation. This is Chris. Everything. And this is the Chris and Mike show. This is episode number 19. And I lost Actually, a, I think, a friend of mine from Actually, high school. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, so, I, I hate to interrupt go, that moment, okay, but I think okay, it's actually episode okay. number 18. Oh. 18, number 18. Oh, that's right, because last week was 17. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're, you're right. You were going to make a very right? powerful statement. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I, we, we, we had a friend that, that um, committed suicide, somebody I, I knew sympathies. in high school, and we, we you know, you like everybody... Yeah, well, thank you. And like everything out of high school, you know, most of you, you never stay in contact. We we did a little bit by the Facebook, the, the you know, which is the good thing about Facebook and social media. So there were random conversations here and there and you seen each other's lives. But understand social media, you, you're not, you don't know that person. You're just, you have a, you have a glimpse into the window of their life. Um, be mindful of that because all of us that knew him were kind of like thrown back when we found out he killed himself because he had a little girl. Um, and then they further found out they were able to get into his phone and realized that he completely had prepared everything. Like he put all his affairs in orders and which good for the, for the, that side of it, but bad for the fact that he didn't see any other way out other than doing that. So that's that thing that Mike and I talk about all the time. And, and as he alluded to, we've talked about a little bit, we haven't, dove deep into it but scott the drummer did commit suicide and we'll we'll touch on that at, at one point in time absolutely um so we were affected by it um you know there's always tomorrow's always better so it's just you know just you feel that way just don't do it call somebody somebody loves you somebody loves you now somebody loves you tomorrow somebody will love you when you wake up it doesn't matter how you are it doesn't matter what your day's like it doesn't matter how you feel about yourself there's always somebody that's going to answer the phone or respond to a text or respond to an email. Um, don't ever feel you're alone. Just don't. There's, there's suicide hotlines. I think, I think you can text 988. I think that's the number. Um, but just, you know, tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow's always better. And it's better with you in the world. I think the one thing, I think the one thing that I'll add to that is I'm sure Chris has been there. I can't speak for him, but I was, at the bitter end many times and the one thing that kept me going was to think about those people that whether you think that they love you or not at that moment in time give that some consideration before you decide that that's the way out because that's what that's the reason I'm still here talking to you is I knew there was people that would miss me and that meant something to me and it should mean something to you too so I, I've yeah, been probably. where you are, if that's what you're considering. So I'm definitely an open source of 
or I'm a, I'm a, I'm definitely a source of help if you need it. So I've been there many times. And the thing that kept me from doing it was yeah, yep. I knew there was people that loved me. I'm talking to them. I'm talking to one of them right now. So, mm. you know, everybody that's been at the Hello. level that you're at in my life, I thought about those people, you know, and I didn't yeah. want to put them yeah. through that. Mm-hmm. And, and you are putting them through that. It's the people that are left here to Chris's point. That's why we're mm-hmm. talking about it. Now he's a victim of somebody yeah. not thinking about the fact that life is better with you here. The world needs you in it or you wouldn't be here. Exactly. We all chose And the selfish and Nikki Nikki and I talked about it and yeah. Right. And the biggest thing about suicide is it's the selfish way out because you are you're impacting it's a domino effect. You're done with your pain, but everybody that knows you is just starting. 100%. And for the young ones, the little ones left behind, that's a stigma they can't erase. They they're going to they're going to walk around for the rest of their lives wondering why did my dad or why did my mom or why did my brother or why did my sister um or why did my friend choose to take their life? Life is not life is hard, hundred percent. Mike and I have both been fucking down to hell and back. It's hard. It's not easy. It, it's character building. It fucking sucks at times. But then you have those moments of glory and 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 pure joy that I think make up for the negative stuff that happens. You know. So so just. Think about what you're doing. Call somebody. I couldn't agree with you more. Go somewhere. Seek some help. Yeah. Go somewhere. Seek some help. It's not the it's not the end of the world if if you know the way you're feeling. It's just not. And and we think we think our friend had some mental health issues, um, which is no excuse. But there should have been help for him. Correct. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know the intimate details. But if there wasn't somebody there that had the ability to help him on that level that's 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 too bad and don't be afraid to go to therapy (laughs) like legit it's so easy now you can go on your phone and like you see commercials right you can google um therapist and you know you come up where you can facetime a therapist now i mean it's that that would probably happen from covid i would think you know sure so you know don't be afraid of that don't 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 worry about that um, good timing here too, because my plumber just pulled up, like legit. I just saw him pull up, so right on, I got to tell him not to park where he's parking, because because then Skyler can't park her vehicle there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, so we are going to uh, end tell this. Yes, a positive note. Then we are going to end this. Yes, everybody have a beautiful day. Be kind to one another. If you need something, reach out. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. Nothing but love, brother. Love you too, All man. Right, Peace. Talk soon. All right, buddy. Peace. See ya. All right.